Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. Let's start by going deeper into the one-way mirror stage. The stage that Lacan did not map out. <laughs> Whether he reached it, I won't speculate, but he certainly didn't theorize it. And it's frankly the only stage that counts. You waving at me? Okay. Hello. Ah, hello to you too. It's a friendly group tonight. When they start throwing things, I'll worry. And I'll go to the other side of the mirror. Okay. got this far last night, right? You're in a room as a bodily self full of BS, and you're being bombarded by interpersonal messages, cultural messages, and intramental messages, and on the other side you see a mirror, but the mirror doesn't really tell you who you are. And what you discover is that none of the messages you're getting do the job either, right? You keep looking for the message that will finally decipher the enigma of who you are and what you're supposed to do with your life and what you mean in the larger scheme of things, etc., right? You want to make sense of yourself. And because you can't do it, and because, second reason, you were told who you are and what is your purpose and uh, what is uh, your life to be about by the big other. You were given a niche in a family system. You were given uh, an identity, but... Somehow you realize that identity, A, doesn't work, it's not satisfying, and it keeps you in a state of suffering, but also, B, it's not real, it's a fabrication. It's based on other people's fantasies and desires and demands and their own lack and they want to live vicariously through you and they want you to be their trophy and their fulfillment and their justification for their lives, right? And so you become an object, an object of other people's and the system's uh, desire for uh, you to play a role to serve them. You can relate to all this so far? Okay. So... 
At some point in adulthood, it becomes imperative to somehow find a selfhood that is more whole, more complete, more coherent, more free of your enslavement to the messages and demands of the other, to imitate, to carry their symptoms in your body, to make the same mistakes as they made, uh, to organize your life along the same lines that they have told you is the way you must live, uh, to be a what, Catholic, a good American, you know, or a good Costa Rican, or a good European, or a good Muslim, or uh, whatever, right? And, uh, and you have to, uh, to play the game by the rules that you're taught, even if those are criminal rules in a particular subculture. If you're born into a mafia family, for example... Uh, you might have a different kind of set of rules, but it's the same situation, right? And so there's a, a sense of not fitting in and not daring to admit it, uh, to fully rebel, to um, break away from the attachments to those messages, both external and internal because of loyalty to them and because of fear of abandonment and rejection if you're not loyal to them. And thirdly, of not knowing who you are if you're not what they all told you that you were. But the problem is you can't believe your BS anymore and your life starts to skip. So you get these skid marks <laughs> in your life. Oh, well, that's what I'm about to tell you. Well, what is skid? To, what does it actually mean to skid? What does it mean to skid? It means you slide on the road. If you're driving, your car skids on, like, uh, let's say, wet pavement, and you're out of control. That's the basic idea, right? And your life gets out of control through symptoms, karma, inconsolability, and dysregulation. So that's what SKID stands for. First, you start to recognize that you've got symptoms that aren't, they're physical, they're somatized, but you know that they are psychosomatic. You understand that they're coming from a, a, a subconscious level of identification that starts to create suffering in a bodily and a mental way. This will include anxiety attacks and panic attacks and maybe a bipolarity uh, kind of uh, formula of uh, manic depression alternating or some other neurotic or obsessive kind of uh, 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 symptom or phobias or, 
whatever. You know all of the psychopathologies out there. There's hundreds of them to choose from. And uh, people enjoy different ones the way they enjoy chocolates coming from uh, different kinds of confectionaries. But uh, all of them produce uh, an enjoyment because you get to focus your identity around the symptom. You see, and people will be very proud of their symptom and they'll organize their life around it and it enables them to make demands of other people suddenly, right? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to your place unless you offer me a certain kind of diet because of this. So now suddenly you're in control of the kitchen there, you know? Or I have to have certain freedom to do this or that because otherwise I can't go and I need to take pills. And, you know, I have a condition that forces me to not be able to get up at four in the morning to meditate or you know, whatever it is, your own symptoms can get you out of a lot of things. Oh, I can't, I can't lift those heavy things. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I have attention disorder. I'm sorry. I can't really do anything that would require me to pay attention for more than five minutes. I, that's a great one, you know. So anyway, your symptoms tend to serve your uh, freeing yourself from those demands of the other and of the system. Uh, and, and uh, you know, hopefully you become, you know, totally in, invalid and uh, you're invalid for the system and then you're out. It's one way to get out. Uh, you know, other people choose psychosis. That's a way out. Autism is a way out. You know, but none of them are fully satisfying. I, I don't recommend them. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't stop people from choosing them because they feel they have no other choice. But eventually the symptoms too get a little boring and old and makes their life uh, unmanageable. Uh, And so then what starts to happen, even if their symptoms lessen, the karma increases, you know, bad things start to happen to this good person. You know, and uh, and and things just start to go wrong. Connections get missed. Uh, crashes of different kinds happen that are external, uh, and that you can't blame directly on your body, mind, uh, uh, unconscious uh, uh, conflicts, but they are projected out and they come back at you like a boomerang. And then what you find is that all of the consolation prizes that you got in order to feel good about yourself, and that was that, uh, that list I went through uh, yesterday, right? You try to control your diet and your exercise, and you've got a body without an ounce of fat on it, and you're, you, know, you can wear the bikini or whatever, and you, you, can, you, can, uh, you can be proud of this BS body self that uh, you know, is all you've got. And uh, maybe you even get cosmetic surgery to improve it here and there, you know, or whatever else. But you, you, uh, you do all of these things. And of course, you make money and you get therapy and you're proud of how, how long you've been in psychoanalysis, you know. And, uh, you know, you, you have all of these uh, achievements uh, and diplomas on the wall showing all the years you've wasted in various schools and all of that. And so, uh, you know, but eventually all of these consolation prizes don't work anymore and you become inconsolable. And nothing will make you feel good. 
and uh, and that's when you know things start to uh, to shake in a way that you can't control, and that's when dysregulation begins to happen. You 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 get out of control. Now you can't regulate uh, your your behavior so well. You get a kind of uh, uh, sort of emotional Tourette syndrome attitude. You start saying things you shouldn't and doing things you shouldn't and. You know, you start uh, eating too much or, you know, too little, but you're, you're now your diet is out of control and you can't manage it anymore. And your exercise, either you're running 10 miles a day and, you know, starting to have knee problems and other things, or, you know, you can't get out of bed, you know, but you can't uh, regulate your emotional or your behavioral aspects of life anymore. Okay, so now you know you're really on a skid. Okay. How many people can relate to any of these skid marks? Okay, so that's probably what brought you here, you see. People don't come here unless they've been in skid row for a while. So uh, <clears throat> the, what goes along with the skid is a, a, a beginning of the loss of the body-self identity. Because in a certain way, you can't hold on to uh, the belief that you know who you are anymore. You know, once your life is out of control and, uh, and you realize you don't have free will, uh, as Kubert was talking the other day, it's not just because, you know, your hand went up be- before you said, uh, bring it up. No, it's because uh, you can't control your behavior. You can't control your impulses, whether they're sexual impulses or, or they're depressive uh, uh, drives, death drive activities. You can't control your emotions, your affects are just suddenly coming out of nowhere. And, uh, and, and you cannot uh, keep your life in order any longer. This is what makes you realize that you don't know who you are and you don't know uh, how to steer your life. Where's the brake? Where's the gas pedal? You know how to drive. Nobody taught you how to manage your life. And that's because you don't know who you are. And you don't have any control of either your mind or your body. Well, this begins to create a certain kind of uh, uh, traumatic residue And what begins to form outside of that system is what I'll refer to as LSD, which creates an altered state of consciousness. Now, the LSD goes through four different stages. The first stage is that it's a a lacking self-definition. Okay? You, you begin to have a self-definition in which you're lacking the power of mastery and you're starting to shudder and, and to starting to feel un, uncertain and insecure about anything. And then it, it hardens into a sense of lack as a self-identity. And you begin to really feel that you are not only a nobody, but that you're, you're even a negative somebody. And, and the lack then begins to hit very hard on your uh, self-esteem. And, and, but then that morphs into uh, a lack of a self-definition. Okay? And, and now 
you you reach a state where there's a conscious recognition that you don't know who you are. The BS doesn't uh, function any longer as an identity, nor do the master signifiers you were getting from all the interpersonal messages and, and that you got originally from the messages of the family system and all of that. All, it starts to uh, disintegrate. And you, and you literally, your self-definition disintegrates. And then finally, not only does your self-definition disintegrate, but then in the last stage, there's a lack of self or definition. Okay? Now, you can not only define yourself, but you feel that you have actually lost any sense of self. This is what's called a meltdown. Okay? Or a depersonalization. This is when it starts to get serious, you know, and and that people will actually, you know, pay a therapist to help them, or you know, something even more extreme like coming to an ashram. But they, the 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 point is that when that starts to melt down, and and you can't uh, anymore conjure up. A, a self or a definition to represent yourself to other people, then you know you have no more messages to send, and you can't even decipher the messages that are coming in. The whole thing is now just a, an incoherent mass of uh, confusion, and uh, it gets very scary when you're in that situation. Okay, so now is the time when you really start looking into the mirror. Right, because you're now getting desperate to discover who you are, and is there any help for you? Because the therapist isn't going to help you, you know, and uh, the therapist probably has as many problems as you have and lacked a self-definition, so they had to define themselves as a therapist. So you know, you you are in a situation where uh, you start to feel like you're all alone and isolated and alienated in a situation that's hopeless. It's that very desperation that causes the the ego that is now melting down to need to look through the looking glass. It's got to find something in there. Or it has to find someone who can look into your eyes and find the self that you cannot find. If you don't have that, uh, you're going to fall into the death drive. You're going to be suicidal. Because the dread of what's happening to you is uh, overwhelming. So this is the fate of the ego, if we want to take it to the extreme. But something happens. We can call it grace. There is something beyond the mirror. There's something beyond the mirror in an, that you realize is there, you recognize is there. I don't want to use the word realize here, but you recognize that it's there. We'll call it the real self-enigma, R-S-E, which will later on stand for those three stitties of rulership, surrender, and emptiness, but those are also completely unattainable at this point. 
So all you have is an enigma. You believe that there must be something real in here because I suffer, therefore I am, right? Or I must be. Uh, there, there has to be something in here that is real, even though everything I thought I was is false. So that. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.